Ladies and gentlemen, this is your places call. All right, everybody, back to one. Stand by lights one and sound one. Camera speeding. Audio speeding. Lights and sound. Go. And action. All right, Rahul Kohli, man. This is the uh, this is the interview of the year. This is the one that I've been uh, pursuing for, I think, almost two years now. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. It's uh, it's been been quite an adventure. But um, yeah, thank you for for joining us today. Well, as in us, I, I mean me, because Steph is uh, gone for another interview. Thanks, Steph. Uh, but you just woke up probably like a half hour ago to honking horns in the middle of Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, how 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 you doing? How you holding? <laughs> um, I'm characteristically angry um but to be honest I, I wake up angry all the time it's just part of my thing um but uh yeah they for the last two weekends there's been a freedom convoy and some bollocks um and uh it's right down down downtown so it's it's truckers honking and people outside protesting i think it's covid related i'm sure but um yeah, yeah so it's uh it's a nice uh, it's a nice wake up um, it's just uh it's either covid related or it's you know uh, a lack of funko pops for the book of boba fett oh no it might get... be that one you're right yeah <laughs> that sounds like that probably well, yeah. i'm just i'm glad you're, you're hopefully sipping on coffee or something that'll wake you up I a little am, bit yeah. and you're you're comfortable but if you wouldn't mind telling our listeners man who you are and what you do uh, sure. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, my name's Raul Coley, um, uh, and I'm uh, an actor. Um, I was born in England, London, um, and you know I've been acting since I was I don't know eighteen, nineteen. But um, my first real kind of uh, dent I made or, or climb up the rung of the ladder was uh i zombie which i started when i was about 28 um did that for about five years and other projects sort of came in on, on the back of that um yeah so that's where i'm at at the moment and now you have this huge cult following after midnight mass of sexy sheriff Hassan. the, the sheriff yeah <laughs> uh, yeah it's quite well it's it's i have a very funny following because um it's 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 a very divided following um which makes sense because i'm i I, i've never felt like i was one thing so there's my eye zombie group uh in there and then there's like rooster teeth funhouse type from from when i used to collaborate with, with with them and they made up a good portion of that and then there was the the young stan twitter when i did blind manor and then the older generation came in for midnight mass and then there's loads of hobbyists uh for every miniature and star wars fans and gaming fans and um so it's a it's a nice it's a it's been it's a nice community so there's always um if i whether i'm posting a a thirst trap or (laughs) a picture of a freshly painted ultramarine from warhammer it it all gets supported by this. There's always someone out there to to uh, strike my ego. It's it's a very dynamic social media hmm. uh, account. That's for sure. It's it's either miniatures, fan creations, and then like this morning, you waking up to the sounds of this honking bullshit and, and just... swearing and being a yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm just I, I don't know. Like <clears throat> my social media 
uh, comes up a lot, um, whether I'm at work or amongst, you know, peers or family. Um, and I don't know, so I go back and forth with it. Cause like, I mean, sometimes I defend it cause I'm like, I'm not pretending. I, I just, I'm just me. I, I, I'm not trying to be a role model. I'm not trying to be anything. If, if I'm, I'm flawed and I'm human and shit pisses me off and I'll say it. And when I'm genuinely happy, I'm happy. And when I'm genuinely touched by the reception of something, I am. When I say watch something I'm in, I mean it because I don't do it for all my other shows. So I tried to create, <laughs> or I have created a level of trust, I believe. I think people do think that I am authentic. Um, and when I say something, I mean it. Um, but at the same time, because I'm up against, at this point, a, a lot of fake um, uh, people who hide <laughs> their politics or their feelings towards things or their narcissism or whatever and, um, and keep it clean. Um, I, I look terrible compared to my peers, but then when you go and have a cigarette with one of my peers and they say something transphobic and you're like, fucking hell. And the yeah. internet has no idea you're a piece of shit. Um, <laughs> I prefer to just lay it on the line. So when I, you know, when I met Mike, this, I'm, I'm the same with Mike as I am with my friends and it, and, and I am on social media, it's all the same person as, and that's it and it never gets any worse than that so if it's uncancelable on social media i'm uncancelable at work because i don't i behave pretty i'm pretty well behaved everywhere to be honest yeah it, it will just you know not knowing you but seeing your your social media it just seems like you know i'm for much of a, <laughs> a lack of description i'm following one of my my acting buddies you know mm. where it's just it, you're you're just a normal person you're not putting on this face with the fake smile yeah saying like oh hey have you have you tried this toothpaste like mm -hmm. it, it's it's fucking best like, yeah dude i know you don't care about that like, yeah it's just sponsorship yeah. so it's just uh it's refreshing seeing that and then you know obviously listening to interviews of you in the past you know you're a genuine person and that's one of the you know really awesome aspects of watching you succeed in your career more and more and more oh. is that you know genuine people are are able to utilize their talents and they can collaborate with really awesome people so it's just great to see that come to full fruition and that all being a lead up to how was your first night of production for Flanagan's against new project uh yeah so we uh this week on monday we started production on we started shooting um the fall of the house of usher um and i'd <clears throat> i'd uh, known about this project back when we did um midnight mass what what mike does is uh and it's happened on every single project so far i've worked with with mike is at the day of or in the meeting just before i start filming um mike t tells me or drops me a hint at what he's decided he'd like me to try out next oh, so man. when we did mass so when we did Bly, he told me about Mass. When we did Mass, he told me about Usher. When we did Usher, he told me about Redacted. And I was like, <laughs> just as I got this character up on its feet, and, and you know, it's been a, it's been a, it's been about this. This character's been in my head for 
uh, since like, I'd say I got a lot of the details just towards the end of Mass when we were rapping. And uh, so wow. the character and the project had been in my mind for nearly a year. Um, and initially it was actually supposed to shoot much earlier, but it got pushed. Um, so yeah, so it's been a year. And then I, I, you know, you go in, I went in for my, once I'd flown in, even though I see Mike privately, like we hang, hung out with him in LA and all of that stuff, we still had to do the official director actor meeting. Um, and it's, he's co-directing. It's, 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 it's Mike and it's Michael Fimignari, who was oh, our okay. DP. Um, it, they're both directing. Uh, so I had my director session and literally as I walked through the door, Mike drops the next nugget and I was like, okay <laughs> shit all right um but yeah so so we started production on monday um uh, my first day was was yesterday um which is uh it's a uh, it, that yeah i mean i'm not new but i'm not old i'm like i'm still pretty fresh in, in the game to be fair like for me it feels like i've been at this point now for a decade um and it was a little under a decade. 20, 2014 is when I shot the iZombie pilot. So for me, it does feel like, come on, you know, you've been through this, you've done 70 plus just on that and this and that and whatever. And uh, to be fair, five of those years was iZombie. So I, I've, act, I'm, I've only done a few, I've only been out of, uh, out of that contract for two, three years. And in that time, everything else has happened. So, okay. Um, yeah, the night the the, the first day jitters because um, with Mike I don't at this point I don't audition for Mike I only audition for Bly and then since then it it's just been just carried on yeah offers and <laughs> this is what I think you should do and this is who you should play and that that creates its own level of uh, vulnerability and insecurity because um, an audition is a uh, it's tough, obviously, the auditioning process, and I still do that for almost all my other projects. But um, obviously, with Mike, we're at that point where we don't. But what it means is, is that uh, he's requested something of me that's not been tested, uh, that I haven't received validation for. I haven't like booked it and then gone, okay, so they like me, they like what I'm doing, and that can settle you a little bit. Um, it's 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 here's who I want you to play. Um, here's the script uh i'll see you i'll see you on set and and then you go and, and like i did yesterday and then you start working and, and i saw mike and he'd go and i'd go <laughs> like because you hold on to it for months and you're like did i get this right is this what we was is this is this what he was thinking about um and yeah so you we're i, I, I don't know like him and he, uh, uh, we've become, I mean, everyone talks about, you know, being the Flanagan troupe of actors. And I didn't really wear that properly because I was being called that en masse. And I had only just done Bly. And I was like, I'm only back. This is only number two. And I only got directed by Mike in the pilot of Bly Manor because he didn't direct the rest of Bly Manor. So, yeah. and I was in the pilot. I had three days in the pilot. So I worked with Mike for three days. In those three days, he sized me up for the sheriff. And then we did mass. 
and obviously then I was directed by Mike. So when when we were doing press for Midnight Mass, I I don't know, I didn't it didn't feel like I was part of the Flanagan troupe. I was like, I, I've only I've only done two, um, <clears throat> like, uh, but at this point now I do. Now I was like when I walked in and uh, it was it was family and yeah yeah. Wow, man! That I as an actor I can't I can't fathom the like. All right. First day, you're getting ready. You're you're setting that character, and then maybe he hands you a sticky note of like, "What do you think about?" Or I'm thinking about this, and then suddenly you're just. Does it throw you off in a way, or does that almost settle you into your your character you're playing now, in a more appropriate manner? I mean, uh no, it doesn't. It doesn't throw me like. Okay. <laughs> he. So. F- <laughs> I mean, I don't know how much I can talk about this, but like, yeah, as I say, I, I'm, so I'm, far, I'm teetering. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. I, I won't, I won't, I won't slip up. So far, Mike has spoken to me or dropped hints at about two or three different collaborations together since Mass to Usher, um, and they get me hyped. Um, uh, I don't, there's, there's no negative. It doesn't really do anything really. It's, um, he's always delivered. So, you know, with a lot of people, uh, you always hear, you know, people make a lot of promises and um, that's part of the game, right? Yeah. Uh, a lot of things fall through. Uh, there's a lot of layers and there's a lot of other people who come in and go, no, I, we're not funding it. If you're using this actor, we want a bigger name or we want this and we want that. And as as big and as respected as Mike is, he's still part of that system. And at any point, the uppers can say, we love everything you're doing, Mike. We really do. We, we're happy with the budget. We're going to give you more money. We just don't feel that Rahul's right for this. And as much as Mike's loyal, he can't, he's not going to sabotage an entire production and lose budget because, ah, uh, this is my guy. You know, I'm not fucking Leonardo DiCaprio. So, <laughs> so like, you, I'm always excited and I, I love the faith that Mike and Trevor Macy from Intrepid, um, uh, have been showing me an enthusiasm. I really, in my heart, feel like these are two guys who, I don't know, like it really feels like they want they want to, to help in some way make, put me in a place they believe I should be in, in my career. Um, every single role and every single project is purposely a different, like doesn't resemble the last and and when you're you know there's there's this it's hard to how do i put this like if you want to be a leading man um and for instance and you're not interesting looking you can be your conventionally your whatever decent looking good looking whatever the fuck if you're somewhere along there um it's very hard for people to see you as a character actor. You've got to be like a Paul Giamatti or a Philip Seymour Hoffman. You've got to look unconventional and interesting and stuff. And then they're like, play this dude and play a stoner and then be this guy and then be the villain in that. And like, that's where you get that, that, that rich portfolio and very few actors. And there, there has been, obviously Johnny Depp did it. And, and, and um, you know, I mean, 
Daniel Day Lewis is you know lights up the screen and he's handsome oh, God, as fuck yeah. and he's a character actor. But it's it's not as it's not as common, right? You tend to kind of like you, you once you're the guy, you stay there, and it's it's hard for you to pick interesting roles. Gosling done it really well, but but it feels like with Mike and Trevor and um, uh, they they just want each one to be different and and they know I have the ability or at least I'm trying to to bring something different to each performance um in a way that maybe someone else in my position wouldn't wouldn't be offered that opportunity they would have seen me as Ravi and I zombie and they would have gone that's what he does well right he's he's the kind of boy next door cheeky chappy British <laughs> science guy and it's like nope this and then it's you know the first thing is like Chef and the chef was closer to Ravi a little bit, but that was just because of the puns. But it wasn't yeah. really. But but there was more of a sweet boy energy, so that made sense, even though they weren't the same. Um, <clears throat> one day on on Blind Manor, and it was like I want you to to play this sheriff, um, and obviously <clears throat> I had brought things to that too. Um, I, I I wanted to fuse a lot of uh western stuff um and physicality and things like that i was trying to bring some of that old western flair to it uh like the wild west but uh and then this character is nothing like the other two um <laughs> nothing like the other two like at all uh and it's so it's nuts and it's not that you know you, I, i'm getting to like <clears throat> This is what it was like at drama school. This is what it was like at theatre school. You, you you just experiment in, right? And you're making mistakes and you're pushing yourself out of your comfort zone and you're like, well, trying to figure out, like, well, what are my limits, right? Like, how far can I push this? Am I, am I a tough guy? Can I push tough guy this tough? Can I push, you know, good guy this good? Am I funny guy? Am I lover guy? And you're, 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 you're doing all this again and... You don't really get to us, you know. Auditions, even with, even with auditions, they they all sort of still the same. Oh yeah, um, absolutely. And you and you tend to play them safe because you don't want to, you know, you got to you got to play that game of give them something fresh and different, but also chill because you don't want to, you know, you're still trying to get the job. Um, so like, <clears throat> it's crazy that the relationship that I have with Intrepid Mike and, and Trevor is is like, um. I'm doing that amateur dramatic thing I was doing, which is I'm getting to test the waters again and try out and indulge and run to costume and, you know, what about this and that and 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 hobble things together. But this is on Netflix's dime. So it's like <laughs> you're doing it on like the world stage and yeah. and that's kind of cool. Um, yeah, it's scary though, because you know, you've got enough rope to hang yourself with. So, yeah. and I know they'll look after me, but like at some point, you know, when you have a bit of freedom, you might like, you might go too far and you know, the people are like, what the, f what is that? Um, you know, you might house a Gucci it with Jared Leto. <laughs> people don't say no to you. you know. <laughs> Next time you see me in a Flanagan joint, I'm like, oh, what's going on? No, like, <laughs> that's what happens without barriers so boundaries are good but we have healthy boundaries i think they do they have they will say yeah 
That's what I was hoping for. It seems like that's that's a group that would tell you, "Hey, man, let's let's dial it back a notch." I like where you're going, but you're off, yeah. you're going off the beaten path. Like, <laughs> well, the only issue with that is, it's like, I mean, I, I, I'm a I'm a yes man, um, which I'm sure I don't know if that surprises people, but I, I um, ingrained in me is a deep respect for my director, um, and look. I, on in TV, uh, that can be difficult. Um, that was a lesson I had to learn because on iZombie, for instance, we had a new director every week per episode. That's how TV works. And some some came back for multiples, but we I, I would safely say I worked with 30 different directors probably within that that time period than maybe more i don't know but because there were some people who who had come back who had done a two episode arc or a three episode arc but for the most part we probably got through about 30 different directors um and in that world they are not the captain of the ship to a certain degree rob thomas is and the showrunner is and the cast kind of have a better beat on where we're at because we've been doing it longer and you you're four episodes deep and the director of episode five comes in and he's like, hello guys, right, let's change things up. And then you've got to go, no, because that's not right, because we can't. So that's an, it's, that's an interesting world, but with limited series, eh-ish, Bly Manor was with, with rotating directors too. So there was a little, there was a level still where like, yeah, but, but Mike, we got to check with Mike. Um, but for the most part, when it comes to feature and and when you're working on like one Midnight Mass, like Mike directed every episode, or even uh, with with Usher now with with Mike and Michael Fuminari, um, yeah, they're the captains. So like what they say goes. Um, and there's just a like I'll throw anything out. There, there's no question I have with Mike where I'll fight for something where I'm like, no, I I really believe that this haircut is the one because there's no point where I'm going to jeopardize doing it. Um, so ultimately it's, I'm, I'm, it's, it's, uh, I might push back and I might like say, and I, I, I really think this is the direction, but I, I know that I, at the, at, in this, in this battle, I know that I will surrender first. There's no way Mike, I'm not going to, I'm not going to push Mike to that point. It's never going to happen. Um, but 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 my first job on Bly, the moustache was something I wanted, uh, and uh, I think Mike was on board. But there was some there was some pushback, and it was my first job. And I was like, oh, I, I, I know you don't like him, but it's 1987. I'm South Asian. Everyone had a freaking moustache, like big, a big Tom Tom Selleck. Um, the glasses and the thing i was like i i just i, I don't know I, I the one thing i am slightly confident about is aesthetics i i i, I have a knack for aesthetics I, I feel like when i see something i i can i was like that with a zombie i knew I, I i drew a picture of ravi before i even met rob really and like so i knew like the rolled up sleeves over the lab coat and I wanted his hair swept a certain way and I had to fight for the beard because the CW at the time didn't let their men have beards. Oh, really? They were, yeah, they were unsightly. <laughs> I remember when I met the cast of oh, Zombie, 
which was in this hotel, funny enough, when we did the pilot, I showed up with a beard, you know, at 28. And they're American, Bar Rose, and they were like, oh, so when are you going to shave? I was like, I'm not going to. And they told me, they're like, then this is the CW. There's no way they don't like, like groom you up and stuff. Yeah. But I stood by it and, and Rob stood by me. And so I've always had, and then that character became a cosplay and <laughs> Ravi. And, and even though it has a cult following, you know, he's, he has a very iconic look. You could spot him a mile off just for the throwaway doctor in the, in the morgue. And then, you know that built built my confidence, and I and I and I was very hands on with the brains that I did. So like, you know, um, I would buy my own jewelry for for characters, and I would research what watch. I, I don't know. I've always I've always enjoyed the aesthetics, uh, building the aesthetics, and then the same kind of. Even though I was like, hey, Mike, tell me because I'll not do any of this, but this is what I think Owen. Like I like this look. I like this this particular hairstyle with these glasses and and this moustache and and Mike's like okay, uh, and there was resistance, but Mike was like we're gonna go with the moustache. And then you know when the show came out, fucking the title of the GQ article or whatever it was was about the moustache. Like it became <laughs> a meme of 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 that of that year of that that period. Sorry, yeah. um, which bought me I feel like a little bit of trust where they were like well shit okay, and then. When we was doing the sheriff, um, you know, I was like, I wanna, I wanna invoke the silhouette of a cowboy, like Clint Eastwood, like the man with no name. I want, so I was wearing cowboy boots under my jeans. We went with a like triple denim, which was like all blue jumpsuit thing, which was crazy. And but Mike supported it, and you know, I sent him a picture of Joel from The Last of Us, and I was like, this is the hair, this is the beard, like, what do you reckon? And Mike was like, yeah, that's great, I love that, let's do that. And then The Sheriff became a cosplay and a and a, a look, you know, like, so I take that, I, you know, performance is great, like, I, I, I will focus on that, that's always going to be the, the thing that you focus on the most, and that's all that's important, but um, the only time I do feel slightly confident when I'm a bit like, um, like I like I, I, I have a tiny bit of resistance that I will try and be like, you know, have an open dialogue about. Yeah, instead of everything just being yes sir, yes sir, I'll do, yeah. you know, I'll do everything. Is is look. Um, so what I can say about the the new project is is I I put put some put some time into this physically um, and. The mo one of the most rewarding things was being on set yesterday with people I've also made two other projects with at this point, like a lot of our crew are from Midnight Mass and Bly. Oh, cool. Okay. And being told that, you know, that you're unrecognizable or <laughs> just compliments on the aesthetics as well, um, was was awesome. So uh, it was a lot of detail and a lot of obsessing and planning and plotting and this and that and say and fight not fighting but like caring about certain things and making sure that like like I really would like this to, and then when it comes together and and people around you on set um yeah you feel good you feel you, you so that was nice that's that's as much as I could say it was uh it was a really good day and I met I met uh, some of my castmates that I hadn't met before
Uh, and that was a trip. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was one of the best days of my life. Uh, but I don't know how much I can talk about that. Yeah, but. yeah, I won't. I won't poker prod about about that because as as a a huge fan of of Mike's work since Hush, you know, I I thrive in the you know the mystery of what's coming next, and cool. waiting for you know uh, the story to completely unfold. And just going to back to the aesthetics part of your approach to each character, man, like it's watching you in mass i i did see you know clint eastwood i saw harrison ford i saw you know timothy oliphant from you know like justified deadwood i saw all those come together and is there is there one person i don't know if i can ask this man it might be a it might be a spoiler but if you can't answer it if you can't don't answer but if you can is there a person or character that you sort of uh try to embody for this new show and if you can't answer it, don't answer it. <laughs> yeah, I can't just, answer it. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. It's just yeah, because it's yeah. Um, what can I say? Uh, no, I mean, no, this one's different. This one's okay. different. Yeah. Uh, uh, what can I say? I am embodying a culture. Mm. Okay. not not a person a culture i feel like it's probably what that. i've been focusing on yeah okay and yeah. do you think you know you're obviously a, a big fan of, of kits and models and, and putting mm-hmm. all those things together and just i i've you know i i'm i follow you on instagram so it's like seeing your your models kind of slowly come to each phase do you think that has something to do with your eye for aesthetics is just knowing you know that things come together piece by piece oh uh i never associated the two um I don't know. I, 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 I've disassociated the hobby stuff from my work. Okay. Um, my, my, the, the, the hobby stuff was something I've, I've always been a kid who needed a hobby, right? Like I, first and foremost, I'm a gamer number one. So like, I sink most of my time into that. And I always have done like my parents have always struggled to get me away from, from video games. <laughs> um, and 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 film was the alternative. So I was a film junkie, but I was still mainlining uh, video games. Um, and the the best way you could get me to do projects was like, well, what if you didn't play Rogue Squadron and you maybe put together this Darth Vader Tie Fighter model kit? That at least that's he's not in front of the screen. <laughs> so and i love painting art so I, was, I used to be a very good drawer and stuff and i had a big interest in it um and somewhere along the way like i just stopped I, like, the hobby stopped and i was training at drama school and stuff like that and it was then, then it was just like video games going out drinking like that was i was in that kind of world and 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 then when i was out and I wasn't booking work. Um, I uh, it was it was tough for me. It was tough for me to 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 get out of London. It was tough for me to get a speaking role. Um, I'd get a little bit of money now and again from from ad like commercials. I, I could book a couple of commercials here and there, but um, and it was but they were like small money commercials. It wasn't like the old days where people would be like, I bought this house because I did a subway commercial. Like these were. <laughs> yeah like a grand and that might be me done for two months like that was about it so and and, and there was a lot of like you know 
questioning did you make the right choice are you even good enough like I was still doing background work I was doing crew work I was PA I was running around like I was buying croissants and 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 muffins fresh to put in the talents dressing room and you know meanwhile you're you're out there and you're being told to fetch a cappuccino for some some prick and so like <laughs> so you know there's a lot going on and and you know I was getting into like 24 25 26 and I was auditioning full time uh, at that point because I was auditioning a lot it was I was kind of in a weird place because I was auditioning a lot which you know this wasn't zoom days right this was self tapes were rare you were going in the room and, and sometimes I'd be doing two to three auditions a day all around London, you know, you'd running around and it'd be a commercial, maybe a soap opera and maybe an indie feature or even sometimes the big stuff. Being South Asian, because there's so few of us, I was going up for roles against Riz Ahmed while I was still auditioning for background work. No because, shit. Yeah, because there's no pool, right? So yeah. You're, you're yeah. Indian? Okay, cool. Well, have you heard of, you know, uh, there was a, a movie he did, Black Oil, Oil, Black, so, I can't remember, but like Riz was, was the lead. Um, there was like a massive lead role on, on UK TV called Sinbad, right? I was auditioning for that level of stuff at the same time I was like still doing, or like auditioning to be background in commercials because they needed diversity. Cause, so that's what you do, right? You'll bounce between that because there's no... We're all in there, all 10 of us, or however many South Asians there were in London at the time. And um, so I was auditioning a lot, not booking anything. All my time's gone. Uh, so it was tough to like, I, I used to work retail and it was tough to like, I was moving shifts so often. And I did one commercial and it was uh, the Champions, it was for the Champions League, it was for Heineken. Oh, and wow. I got, I got 10,000 um, pounds. And obviously, once commission was taken and and all the stuff, I and I knew how to live on nothing. And fortunately, I was still living with my folks, and my folks didn't give me money because I was twenty five, twenty six. So we didn't have that kind of relationship. But my dad never asked for rent; he was okay, even wow. though he's retired. That was their support. They never, you know, they didn't have to pay for my college fees or any of that stuff. My teeth were falling out. I never had money for dental, but they were like, you can have your room and what's in the fridge. And that's our support because we know that if we, if you had to pay rent, you ain't going to make it. Yeah. Um, so that, so that's what I owe my parents. They created an environment for me where I, I wasn't having to like deal with landlords um, because they knew that the bubble would burst. So that little bit of money I had, I lived off um, and I quit my retail job because I knew I had this, like I had a few grand I could make it and I could make that stretch. I was smoking roll up cigarettes and shit. And I was like, I'll make that stretch. Um, and in that time, this is a very long winded way of talking about my model kits. Um, <laughs> no, I love it, man. Keep going. <laughs> I, um, I found like as busy as I was, I'd also end up like for no reason, Oh, it's been four days I haven't left the house because I hadn't, I didn't have an audition, right? Um, and I'd get on everyone's nerves and what have you. So I bought a model kit and I was like, let me do this while I'm between auditions. Um, 
and it became an obsession again like it fired up and 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 it became meditation for me and i'm a chain smoker and i have a lot of pent-up energy and um um uh, yeah there's always something that i'm always in some form of an extreme um emotional mood and then like i'd start a model kit and five six hours seven hours would go i realized i hadn't spoken looked at my phone smoked a cigarette barely had a sip of water because i like i just like go into this trance and um and that kept me going so like it improved my mental health a little bit without me knowing that it was improving my mental health. And then I booked iZombie and everything was fine. And then I felt like my mental health was going down the toilet again recently, uh, about two years ago, three years ago. And I'd stopped, I'd stopped building. I was just doing iZombie stuff, going out, drinking and playing video games. And there's always that little thing missing. And I was like, I'm, and, and, uh, I started getting therapy and, and and the first thing my therapist wanted me to do was to meditate. Um, and I can't, I can't, man. I, I cannot meditate. I cannot sit there. I, 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 whether it's three minutes or 15, I cannot focus. I get fidgety. My brain's all over the place. I start thinking about like maybe the character, the work or this or that or whatever. So now I make this effort like, um, Wherever I am, wherever I, even if I'm in this hotel, oh, that's the convoy. I don't know if you can hear that. Yeah, it's um, it's so fate in the back, man. It's actually oh, working. it is. Yes, yeah. it's like an air horn. That's amazing that it's not picking it up. That is so loud. <laughs> I can't believe it. So I'm just going to push through. Um, but yeah, I, I, I <clears throat> um, yeah. So no matter where I am, like right now, what I would have normally have done is all my workshop stuff paints tools this that whatever all the um, you know boxed projects i have yeah. they're all at my place in los angeles and that's where they'll stay and i'll stay out here and i'll do the same thing i'll work and then i'll go out and i will play video games um and this on this show i was like nope i'm gonna whatever i do i'm gonna make sure i have on that area there something to work on yeah um and so I bring it out. And so it's, it is purely for meditation. It's purely for mental health. I sit there, I've got my paint pots. Um, I'll probably do some this weekend and feel great. And the phone gets left alone and I don't think about my lines or anything. Um, yeah. And that, so that's all, that's the only purpose it serves. I, uh, in terms of aesthetics, uh, and creating characters, I don't, I don't think so. I think gaming helps more with that. Like I'm a big RPG fan. Yeah. Um, so every time I'm, I approach a character, there's a level of character creation. Um, and when I play RPGs, uh, every time I do a create a character, I sink a lot of time into it. It's almost always my likeness, um, with tweaks facial hair to hair tweaks, costume tweaks hmm. to suit the world. And then I use that as an act acting exercise. So I um, embody the storyline and pretend I'm playing a role. So I walk, I don't run, I try and pick dialogue. I, I try and interact with the environment as I would like it was a show or a film. 
with me playing the character. It's really frustrating to watch me play an RPG because I, I, I walk and I will take my time hitching the horse here. And it's just, I don't know, because I'm, I'm constantly thinking about choices, the choices we make as an actor and what would I do here? How would I, what's, what's my character? How's my character behaving in this moment? Oh, I just learned this news from, from this. So I'm going to haul ass over here because I would, I would ride my horse with ferocity because of this reason. Whereas this time I won't ride my horse that fast because of the, but it's, it, it, to me, it just sharpens the tools when I'm not working. That's what I like to do. So RPGs and stuff like that are something that I, Mass Effect's a great example. It was one of the first, Oh yeah, you know, RPGs for me was picking dialogue tree options and picking relationships, but, but then like, not just allowing it to be in the screen in front of me, but like to be in here and let that think about how I pull the puppet strings of this guy based off the story beats and whatever. But yeah. Wow, man. Yeah, that's, um, it's, I don't think I've talked to anyone about the idea of, of making choices in another medium and how that would affect, you know, your performance as an actor. Mm. You know, for some people it's, you know, it's playing, a board game or you know it's just like it's different things that that allow you to strategize and going back to before you picked up iZombie like it just I think every actor listening to this needs to hear that like it's not everyone's going to have their shot that's that's a common thing right unfortunately that's just not the the way of the world but you know I I'm very much in the spot where you were before you got iZombie where you know it's all non-union non-union commercials it's like a grand, but after your agent gets it, it's, you know, 800 bucks, it's barely your rent, you know, you're, you're scarcely getting by, but finding something that can calm you down is just, it's a, it's a true gift, you know, and finding something like that to put all your energy into, it's, it's just insane, man. I, I've never, actually, I shouldn't say I've never, I think I, I put together an X-Wing model maybe 10 years ago mm-hmm. and I butchered the hell out of it. Yeah. It did not come out great. I don't have it anymore, but when I did have it, I put it on my desk because it reminded me of, hey, you can do other things. Stop thinking about, you know, this mm-hmm. audition or that callback. Do something yeah. else. So yeah. uh, it's just, it, it's really cool thinking about is, man, that. You, you, you lose your sense of self-worth. Yeah. Um, and it's, <clears throat> you, you, it's, there's a good and 